kick off the show here. <laughs> We're agreeing! All righty, welcome back, Bills Mafia. Welcome to the Mafia Cast, part of the Buffalo Rumblings. Vidcast and Podcast Network. It's a <laughs> hasn't been a great week, but um, Mike, how's your week been? Uh, it's been better. It's been worse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all alive and breathing, right? That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Casey's not going to make it with us on on live. Anyways, he isn't. Yeah, in the in the background, uh, in the studio, but uh. Um, a little under the weather. A lot of details, but yeah, he's a little under the weather. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Bill season is done. It's over. I mean, time to to look forward. But we let's let's rehash this game just a little bit because uh, I do. There's one thing in particular that I kind of wanted to mention and talk about that I'm really actually not seeing a whole lot brought up, and that's the loss of Terrell Bernard. Uh, yeah. I personally think he plays in that game. We win. I think that's how important he was to that defense, and it showed. Um, Travis Kelsey open over the middle a lot again. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah. So that was kind of my thought. I know our halftime show we talked a little bit about maybe Dorian Williams coming in. He did get some play time. I believe he got beat as well. So we needed Bernard. Yeah. But what do you think, Mike? I, I mean, I I'd agree because. I mean, as close as this game was, and, and as solid as Bernard has been for us for the mo- for all all year long, it, it seems like yeah. I feel like he he would have made a, a huge difference. And man, he he was a huge loss uh, right right here at the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like he, he was the guy filling the hole, <laughs> and then we needed we yeah. we were just so so deep into the depth chart, and and yeah. I, I really, I do agree, and, and I think he would have made a big difference that game. Well, I know at one point in that game because he he came in like like he's been on the team, <laughs> you know. Man, okay, he never left. AJ Klein. So I rewatched a little bit of the game. I haven't gotten through the whole thing, um, but I was watching some of it, and I saw Klein chasing ball carriers way too much in this one, particularly yeah. in the passing game. We oh. know that's not his strength. We know mm-hmm. that. Um, and at one point in the game, I know uh, Tyler Matikiewicz had to come in yeah. and fill in for a few plays. Yeah. Yeah, the Bernard situation to me, that that was pretty much the straw that broke the camel's back uh, kind of thing. I thought McDermott did a fantastic job all season long for the most part of kind of keeping the defense afloat, especially yeah. down the stretch during that six-game winning streak. Um, but I think Bernard and Benford, too, that was just too much. Uh, for them to overcome. And then, of course, you know, Von Miller not being Von Miller, the defensive line, just – I don't know what happened to them. You got any thoughts on, on the defensive line? Like, where'd they go? I mean, Basically, they're all we had. <laughs> um, So, I, I I don't know. 
I mean, Ed, Ed Oliver still had had a great season. Um, yeah, but we we were just not not uh, getting the pressure. It, it seemed uh, right right there at the end, but like we've seen, you know, this earlier in the year. So I yeah, <laughs> I really don't know what happened well, there. They started. There we started. We got. Time. We started. We stepped was, up, and then I don't know. They started taking us more seriously, or what? <laughs> <laughs> there was a few times in there that I saw. Uh, Russo kind of getting after uh, Mahomes, uh, Floyd, these guys. But Floyd was banged up. Russell Douglas was banged up, and that was noticeable. And it just seemed like every time we did manage to get any kind of pressure, Mahomes was on the run. Um, and and I, I, I put this out earlier today, and if anybody that listens to this knows the answer, hit, find me on Twitter, or you can shoot us an email. Mike, what is our email address? The MafiaCast3 at gmail.com. That's it. Shoot me an email because I'm curious to know if there's a, a metric or stat out there that shows X player gets this many pressures, but what's the result of those pressures? What is the result of that pressure, a 12-yard scramble for a first down? Because that doesn't accomplish anything. That doesn't help right. the defense, right? Was yeah. it a 52-yard scramble by Josh Allen for, for touchdown kind of thing? If you the pressures are great, but if you don't get these guys on the ground, that almost means nothing in a lot of cases, right? So, I mean, yeah, it, it was just it was play frustrating to watch. Working yeah. the opposite, then yeah, you you've, you got to finish the play. Really you got to get these guys on the ground. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> did you have any other anything else from this game that stood out to you? I know there's there's a lot of different narratives floating around this past week about whose fault it is or this or that. Um, I mean. I have some thoughts on that too, but go ahead. Once, like, once again, it was. I mean, it, it it wasn't the ugliest game for the Bills, um, but just once again, it's just like a few mishaps, like like they said in the uh, post game. I think McDermott said it, Josh said it, a few guys or said it, a few guys uh, said it, but we were just one play short. They had to make that one play, and and. I think we can pick out which of those few plays uh, needed to happen. Obviously, the field goal um, at the end of the game would have been huge. And and, and I just I got to throw out there that the the negative response and, and all that crap is, is just ridiculous. You're not a real Bills fan yeah. if you're taking that route. I just got to throw that out there. Um, yeah. But uh, between the miss kick and um, the the drops. Um, that that was basically it. That stick a fork on us, we're done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, killer, killer uh, drop from from Diggs. I mean, way downfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like I said, a couple couple plays went a different way. One play maybe just went a different way. Totally different story uh, again with the field goal thing. Who's to say uh, Chiefs wouldn't march down and score again? Anyways, uh, they would have had about a minute left. So yeah, Other and you that, and that's. I mean, that's a valid point because we were saying the same thing the last time we played the Chiefs on that Travis Kelsey lateral. We're like, well, yeah, but Allen would have had a minute and a half to score. So um, so it's the same thing, same kind of situation. Yeah. You mentioned the drops. That's the other thing. Number one, and we'll see how this offseason goes. That's one part of this offseason I am not looking forward to, though, is hearing all the chatter about Stefan Diggs. And yeah. I really hope that Diggs doesn't. You know, just just go home and unwind, crack open a beer, you know, don't get involved in the – yeah, because it, you know it's going to be happening. And I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing these these things pop up about Diggs getting traded or or the Bills wanting to cut Diggs and all this 
being recruited by Trayvon. And... Yeah, it, it's just ridiculous. But I will say this about Diggs. Down the stretch, it was incredibly frustrating. Mm-hmm. He was still getting the targets. Was he getting 15 targets a game? No. He was still getting close to 10 targets almost every game. Yeah. And he was only coming up with three, four catches at a time. Uh, the big drop, that was that was huge. I think he's I think going forward, Diggs will be fine. I'm hoping. I think it was just, I don't know, maybe a, a down half a season, whatever. He's 30. So I, I don't necessarily think that that's the, the proverbial cliff that he's fallen off of as far as being able to do it. But I will add this. If you're supposed to be a top five receiver, you're supposed to be one of the elite of the elites. You've got to make those plays. That oh, yeah. drop down the sideline was massive. He yeah. makes that catch. We might be talking a different tune this week. Yeah. But I don't want to put all the blame on him because it's not no. all on him. No, I'm sure he'll drop a couple. Yeah. Although it did look like Sherfield's arm was being held in, in the replay. Yep. I mean, yeah. it's hard to catch that on your shoulder one-handed. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to complain about the refs or anything like that because you, you know how the game goes. That's just the way it is. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Bills really seemed in control of that game. And, I mean, we held the ball longer. You know, we, we had a lot of stats that were, you know, ended up being more than, than Kansas City's. But – I don't know. In the second half, our our running game, you know, we got jammed a couple times, and then I don't know. We just kind of got away from it. We got desperate. Uh, you got Josh tossing the ball, long passes. Um, but yeah, I just want to throw it out there that we <laughs> just how much longer we held the ball. It seemed like we really were in control, and and yeah, I think it was a couple of them plays. It was like. 36 minutes, 37 minutes to their yeah. 20, 22, 23, somewhere around there. It was right. Uh, and, and, and you're right. We had more yards. We won the turnover battle. Um, we had the time of possession. Like every stat <laughs> that more you can imagine, pounds. we had it. We ran almost except 80 the points. to their 50. Yeah. Not even 50. So it, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird. Um, that works sometimes. And it's unexplainable. But, yeah. it, it really is unexplainable. I guess not. Uh, somebody time. asked. Yeah, somebody asked on Twitter earlier today about um, um, imagine if Milano hadn't gotten injured, if he could play. And, yeah, we can do the what-ifs all day long. But my response to the question was basically this, or to the statement was, if this team can stay healthy as they are right now, they would have been the number one seed. And I think they'd be playing this weekend, too, at home. Yeah. The defense at the beginning of the year was was terrific. Matt Milano was terrific. Terrell Bernard was like shocked us all. Um, <laughs> Davis White, even though he wasn't quite all pro level that we are used to, I think he was on his way to getting there. And then you know it came crashing down, and it, mm-hmm. it sucks so bad that again, second year in a row, here we are talking about injuries, decimating this team, and preventing them from doing what they are more than capable of doing. To sit here and say that McDermott's got to go because he can't get it done is is BS. To say Tyler Bass is at fault because he missed the field goal is BS. To say Diggs dropped a pass is BS. I mean, this was a team effort loss. Mm-hmm. There was, like I said, Klein chasing ball carriers and chasing after receivers, tra- Travis Kelsey. Oh. There's the multiple drops. <laughs> I just remembered a big I mean, one. <laughs> How about well, the, the play call to, to go for it on fourth and five around our own 30? The opening drive, the the fake punt, the fake punt. 
the fake punt um, to Hamlin. Yeah. Crazy. That's one of those that Crazy. if it if that's it works so, insane. McDermott's a genius, right? That's that's yeah. what the, that would be the narrative today. McDermott's a genius. Oh my gosh, he's got you know what that's size of you know what's play. you know <laughs> oh but man. it didn't work. So five yards, man. Course, that's that's tough. <clears throat> yeah. I mean you're not thinking that, that far, but no, well, I mean, we've seen QB sneak it for five yards before. Yeah, but well, that's the thing. We um, we even, we got the ball back. They didn't even score after that. That's when that fumble went yeah. through the end zone, right? And yeah. And then we blew it, it again. The... Yeah, it was just missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, I, I think what had happened with the, as far as the 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 run game, because I don't know a lot of people are talking about we got away from the run, we got away from the run, and we did. But I think the reasoning for that was because the Chiefs realized we can't push the ball down the field. The safeties came up playing closer to the line of scrimmage. And then because it felt like in that second half early, James Cook had his way in the first half, but in the second half, he just kept running into a wall and going nowhere. Right. And I think that's, that was why, because the defense was playing closer to the line because they were like, we're not concerned about what they can do down the field. We're not, there's no Gabe Davis. I think Davis would have made a difference in this one. He might have, or he might not. <laughs> I think he would have. I know, yeah. you know. I mean, he has a play game or big game game, right? This was yeah. a big game. He 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 definitely can make the plays. Um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows, man? Our our health just slipped right away at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, that was a big big part of it. Um, let's move forward though. Like I said, I don't want to spend a whole heck of a lot of time on the game because uh, I'm one of those that when something saddens me or doesn't go well, my my uh, coping mechanism is move on. <laughs> Put it in the review and move forward. Yeah, We've got an offseason to get ready for, which is perfect because we have some questions in here. Um, not really questions, but John Roberts says we have a lot of free agents this offseason. We do. We have 21 of them, and Daquan Jones probably being the biggest of the bunch. I'm trying to remember who some of the other ones are, but – Right now we have one interior defensive lineman. That's Ed Oliver under contract for 2024. How important do you think it is to get Daquan back? Uh, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm having trouble. <laughs> I'm having trouble uh, visioning us losing that many defensive linemen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, for I, sure. I, I, I mean, they got to. At least a few of them got to come back. Um, Daquan, I don't know. Ed, Ed Oliver is huge. I mean, he's he's the one I'm most excited is, is coming back um, just because of the year he's had. I mean, Daquan's a solid piece. He's been here for a while. Um, so, I mean, he. I got to look at the list. But, I mean, obviously he's more important than, here. like, you know, Puna Ford, who didn't get a lot of snaps and he was – you know, more of mm-hmm. like a depth piece for us, um, you know, guys like that. So he, he's yeah. definitely starting but, caliber player um, that, that we could use next year. Here's the thing with Puna Ford, he's only 28 years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, um, right. I think Potential they can bring seen. him back. Yeah. Daquan Jones. I, I, and, and Daquan has already said after the game that he wants to be here. He wants, he wants to come back, but you know, we've got to go through the process and everything. Yeah. The list, though, I've got it here. So Micah Hyde, of course, is at the top of the, this list here, then followed by Daquan Jones. I personally don't think Micah Hyde comes back. I think he's going to go into retirement. Uh, I think it has more to do with the neck situation than it does just not being able to play 
physically. Right. Well, I guess that's obviously that's physical, but because um, during his post game press conferences, he made the comment it was a battle, it was a struggle every single week to go out there on that field because of the pain. Uh, he suffered multiple uh, stingers, so I yeah. I just think he's done. Uh, it's seven seven seasons with him and Poyer uh, back there together. And Poyer's another one. He's still under contract for this coming season, but is he going to play? We don't know about that either. There's, you know, he might decide to ride off in the sunset with with his buddy uh, Mike. We'll have to wait and see on that one. But we got Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd's another big one. Uh, he's 31. I think I think I think that should be a priority. I think we need to get Floyd back in here. Uh, Tim Settle, who is only 26, uh, he's yeah. currently a free agent. Jordan Phillips is a free agent. Uh, I've heard that he's contemplating retirement as well, though. Tyler Medikevich, Huna Ford, Dane Jackson. Let's stop with Dane Jackson for a minute. What do you think? He kind about of stepped up, and, and I think he's he's progressed. Um, I, I feel like his his game is uh, still improving. Um, so I, I think I'd hate to see him go. He is a good depth piece, and uh, you know, if we're all banged up, he he's he's good enough to get it done like that wasn't uh I don't think it was a huge issue uh with all the injuries I, I don't feel like he was hurting us being in the game so he stepped up yeah. for Rasul you know he said I got you when when he could have went but you know was just being safe um yeah. Here, here's so, my worry I, well not really worry but my thought I guess with Dane Jackson I have the same thought when it comes to uh Trill Dotson because he's a free agent as well when Tredavis White comes back next season, and he may or may not be ready for the start of the season, we don't know yet. Right. But you've got Rasul Douglas under contract for one more year. Christian Benford will be back. Kyrie Elam, who I I know a lot of people are already labeling, labeling him as a bust. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of the ankle injury. I, I, I think yeah. that was a legit issue because he played pretty well when he came back. So I think he's going to compete. He's got some serious um, athleticism. If he can just control yeah. it a little more, maybe, you know, I absolutely he could be a serious piece so, in our defense. And then the same thing with with Dodson, you've got Milano coming back and Bernard. That's clearly our, our one and two. Mm. After that, you got Dorian Williams, who I expect to further develop and get better. Guys like Dane Jackson and Terrell Dodson, they want to play. They want to, a shot at starting. So for that reason, I wouldn't be shocked if they do decide to go elsewhere and take a free agent deal, um, especially yeah. with Dotson, because because Dotson has been pretty much the backup his entire time he's been here until this season. He finally got his shot and played really well. I believe he was the PFF's uh, Pro Football Focus's third rated linebacker in the NFL. And I, I say this all the time. So what you want about the PFF? I mean, it's still it's something, right? I mean, they don't just mm -hmm willy-nilly grab not numbers just made and up. throw it at the wall. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um, so I don't think he's going to want to go back to a backup role, which is I'm pretty sure what would happen when Milano gets back. So I think there's a real possibility that Dotson goes elsewhere. Dane Jackson's a little different story just because he's been here for so long already, and he has been uh, you know, a productive part of the defense. Mm -hmm. But – I did a, a mock draft earlier today, actually. Well, I didn't. I actually had AI do it, <laughs> uh, which is kind of cool. 
you can check that out. I wrote the article about it, and you can go check that out at buffalowdown.com. It's up right now. But the very first pick, and I'll just spoil this part of it because I don't think it's a shocker, was a wide receiver. Um, do you do you agree with that? Knowing some of the, the, the depth issues and some of the potential losses with maybe Poyer and Hyde both, do you think wide receivers, whether Bills should go round one? Yes. I believe we should always be exploring how we can improve Josh Allen's weapons. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah, um, I I agree absolutely. And, um, I know, and as far as the the cap situation, before we get too deep into free agents and stuff, I know there. Last time I looked, I think it was forty three point seven million, according to I think over the cap dot com is the one that has that listed. If spot track is your thing, theirs is a little bit different, only by like half a million. But there's going to be a lot of restructures. I personally am not too worried about that. Uh, Greg Thompson of uh, Cover One did a great uh, show last night breaking down the Bills' uh, whole cap situation where they can save money. Uh, Sarah Larson, Buffalo Rumbling's very own, she is fantastic with cap uh, salary cap structures and situations right. and all that. So she's a great one to listen to as well for, for all that information. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that the Bills can do to get that cap number down, and they're going to do it. So I'm not really worried about that. I don't anticipate any big, huge signings as far as free agency goes. I think this roster, with the exception of a few depth pieces through free agency and some picks in the draft, is going to be largely the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if we could, if there's a solid weapon um maybe a receiver with some size or or crazy speed or or, you know um i mean yeah i mean adding that into the mix um and sort of just running it back i mean man we're so close right now (laughs) yeah and i just gotta say going on healthy man (laughs) a a six game run at, at the end of the season you know into the playoffs that's that's tough it's it's tough to go on a six game run in at any point in the regular season, um, but yeah. to see us do it, do it all right there at the end, uh, is, man, is is disappointed as it disappointing as it feels, uh, man. There's there's a lot of positives we can take from that, and and just being a couple plays away. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you have a graphic here because mm-hmm. you kind of kind of talking about you know the the late run and everything. Yeah. I'm going to throw that graphic up there, the point differentials. Um, yeah, this is over the last one, two, three, four, five, six years, five years. One, two, three, yeah, five seasons. Seven. Buffalo's point differential in the positive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, wild card lost, conference championship lost, divisional, three years in a row, divisional. But to your point, this team is so close. They do this 13-3, and 12-7, and 11-6. They do these late-season runs. In the last two years, it's been with some of their key players on the sidelines because they're injured. Yeah. Last year, it was White and Von Miller with big injuries. Down the stretch, I believe Daquan Jones missed the playoffs because of an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, this team, year after year, is is close. And, and I'm, I'm still sticking – I'm still sticking with the, – the reason I made this graphic is because I was calling this – when we were struggling midway through the season, I was calling this our off year. Even though I said we can go six and six and then go on a run and still get to the playoffs, I was still calling it our, our off year. 
because <laughs> next year I, I I swear we're gonna have 13, 14 wins. I promise you that. This team is uh, we're we're on the incline. I mean, you see it right there. It's I deep. mean, not with the the point differential. I mean, because that's you play a different division every year, so you know you, some divisions are harder than others. Um, so you can't really go by uh point differential, but I mean, from going to not being in the playoffs to losing the wild card, um, to get into the divisional round three years in a row and win the division. I mean, we're, we're still on the up and up. Um, yeah. and all these people yeah, calling absolutely. for McDermott's head. It's like, <laughs> what are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it makes, doesn't make any sense to me at, at all. And here's one other point too, that I'll bring up as far as the coaching, I'm going to kind of refer to the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders situation and Antonio Pierce, interim head coach. The Raiders played pretty well under him. I think they finished five and four uh, with him at the helm. Max Crosby came out after the season and said, if you guys don't hire him as a full-time head coach, I'm out. Trade me. I think the Bills players, they have that type of relationship and connection with Coach McDermott. Yeah, I'm sure. If this team were to fire him, I guarantee you we would lose some players. I guarantee you there would be other free agents from other teams that would look over here like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go elsewhere. Because a lot of the reason why guys like Matt Milano signed for less money is because of the culture that Sean McDermott has instilled on this team. You mm-hmm. take him out of the picture, you get rid of him, and it completely changes everything. And you might be starting completely over. Yeah. I mean it, it's a <laughs> it's not an issue. We're a few plays yeah. away. Uh McDermott doesn't drop the ball. He doesn't miss a kick. Um, I know I'm just throwing it blames everywhere, but it's all together. I, I don't think play calling. I don't think the the way he handled the defense with all the injuries too is an issue. Um, so I, I just really don't know where where people are are coming up with that idea. <laughs> I mean, there yeah. there was a point where you you know in the in the season, you know, maybe before the the whole Dorsey uh, thing. Um, where we were really like, uh, what the heck's going on? But I mean, to switch it up now, I, I, you think the window is closed. I mean, you, you, some people are saying the window is closed. You, you switch up a coach and, and make the wrong move. And then you really do waste the career of a really good quarterback. Yeah. It's interesting. It's more than really good. The, I, don't, I don't mean that. Yeah. The, the Super Bowl window situation, um, that's a popular narrative as well. And it was even before this season too. And I think, we showed that it's still open, but the one, th- some of the things that I kind of want to point to going into 2024 outside of Josh Allen. Yeah. That window's open as long as he's our quarterback, but you've got a lot of young talent on this team that really showed out this year. And Khalil Shakir, James Cook, Dalton Kincaid, Terrell Bernard, Christian Benford. There's a lot of young talent here. Ed Oliver had in a career year and I expect that to continue. Phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, there's the windows wide open. Like I, to me, it's not even the, the window shades are not moving. <laughs> They're still <laughs> wide open and have been for the last four or five years now. What's this, Roy Collins? We have a hard schedule this. Year. Can't wait to hear. We have a hard schedule this year. This is what happens when you win the division. <laughs> Be thankful we're good. That's right, man. When you you put a target on your back, being the good team and and when you're the team to beat, well, even the mediocre teams <laughs> try really hard and sometimes get the best yeah. of you. 
they they do sometimes. Let me ask you a question. So, um, and Casey can hear us. So I want to hear his opinion as well in the comments. And anybody else is listening right now. For those of you that experience both the 17 year drought and this Super Bowl drought, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Or in the playoffs every year, there's always hope. What, do you prefer the the annual heartbreak, but yet always having that opportunity, that chance versus, well, I'm just going to watch the games. I know we're probably not going to win because we're not very good. And eh, we didn't make the playoffs again. Okay, well, you know, go into the draft and maybe we'll get our quarterback. Which which would, would you prefer? It was healthier for me when we weren't making the playoffs. Healthier. That's a good way to that play. That game it. was stressful, man. That last game was yeah. stressful. That's that was I was that's up there with one of the most stressful games I've watched. Of course, I wasn't I was I was too little in in the early nineties um to really know what was going on, but uh <laughs> Yeah, that was a stressful game to watch. <laughs> there there was a few this year. <laughs> yeah, I there are moments when I'm watching these games and I think, why am I doing this to myself? Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah, the drought was easier because I didn't, my focus was more on fantasy football and things like that. And, uh, but I, you know, when I go out living in Idaho, okay, I live in the Boise area. When I go out and some stranger from six grocery aisles down is like, go Bills out of, you yeah. know, in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> because of how good they are now, and I don't care if they're a bandwagon fan or not. I mean, at some point, yeah, that's cool. I became, I became a fan in 1988 when the team was getting good. So does that make me a bandwagon fan? I mean, you know, but we wouldn't have that, and I never got that during the drought. I never once did I hear anybody right. or see anybody wearing Bill stuff. Right. So for me, it's kind of cool seeing that. Yeah, and it's a lot more fun when you're winning more games. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Even though it is stressful, it's a lot more fun. Even though ticket prices are higher, <laughs> you, you feel a lot better about the game. Um, there's <laughs> a lot true. of crap talking. You gotta, you gotta. Uh, I mean, people can really talk crap when you're bad too, but you know, it's it's more you can get more heated. Oh, these Dolphins fans are crazy. Cool. <laughs> That's another thing. Well, yeah, I, I just want to. I, I bring up Dolphins fans, and, and it's a point I wanted to bring up earlier about the the Tyler Bass and the and the threats thing. It's like you're either not real Bills fans or like I feel like. Half of these people got to be Dolphins fans just trolling. So <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. I, it's, it's kind of, honestly, it's weird to me. That I, there's so many, um, I hate that crap. <laughs> it, it's weird to me that there's so many um, fans out there, of uh, Dolphins fans particularly. Yeah. And I'm seeing some Chiefs fans too. But, I mean, they did move ahead, so it's fine. I can accept that. But the Dolphins fans talking so much crap about us getting beaten and, and not advancing to the championship round. They're just trolling. Like, well, what did you accomplish this year? What have you ever accomplished in the last 30 years? Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know. It's it's odd to me that they even yeah. care that much. I, I work had with to the Dolphins fan. Because it's just like, hey, anyone got a Chiefs jersey I could borrow? Like, <laughs> get a life. <laughs> I, uh, I know. I don't I don't get it. But um, teach their uh, own, I guess. Uh. So moving forward, yeah. Oh, do we want to receivers? What's that? What? I'm sorry. Do we want to what? Oh, we were gonna. Um, we we can wait, I guess. 
<laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, I don't know where you were going, but I didn't. I didn't want to uh, forget this. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Go for the it. announcement here. So, um, I don't know. Some of our viewers might have noticed. Hopefully, um, you see a little game on uh, logo there in the corner, the top uh, right corner of the screen, um, and and it's been added to our uh, intro and closing video. So, um, we're doing a little partnership here with John at Game On Sports. Um, I'll be going to a store this weekend to see him. Um, but basically we'll be promoting some of his events. We're going to be getting out to events, trying to do some media coverage and, um, you know, just doing a little networking and, and working together with him and, and seeing what we can do. So, um, yeah, I just want to let every, let everyone know, uh, what's going on with that. And, and, uh, you know, look, look forward to seeing, uh, more of that kind of stuff on our page, signings, um, new memorabilia that comes into a shop, um, just doing trade shows or, you know, the sports expo shows, uh, things like that. Um, so, so really trying to, uh, you know, promote that and, uh, he's going to promote us a little bit and, uh, see where it goes. So yeah, I just want to announce to everyone, all our viewers that, uh, Mafia cast now presented by game on sports with stores in hamburger, Hamburg and Hamburg, (laughs) Hamburg and, uh, Greece. (laughs) Hamburger. Okay. Um, I actually didn't misspeak and say burger. I was going to say hamburger. Er and. <laughs> okay. But, uh, Moving forward. Yes. I'm not the first one to say that. But yeah, stores out in Hamburg and Greece. Um, they always got cool stuff going on. His son uh, runs a one store. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go check them out. They got all sorts of stuff in there. Yeah, minimal a, minimal dolphins. A- uh, <laughs> Minimal it's going to be a good 2024. Um, we're hoping to take this kind of the show to yeah. some, uh, new heights and now uh, John with game on sports kind of take his uh, stores to new heights as well. Yeah. Exciting times for the mafia cast. Um, so the well, only thing I was going to go into was we kind of talked about the wide receivers a little bit as far as um, the first round. What are some of the other positions uh, that you see, uh, on this roster that that needs to be addressed, like priority number two after, or or maybe you have something that's more of a priority than even wide receiver. Uh, definitely safety. You know, um, we talked about that a little bit. You know, the Hyde and Poyer uh, situation. Um, corner, um, with Dane Jackson, we mentioned. Um, you know, contract up. Uh, and the and the injuries, but I I think mostly on defense I I want to say uh, I mean D tackle too, <laughs> but receiver is huge. Um, man, I, I'm really really struggling with the the Hyde and Poyer thing. Uh, it's gonna be weird uh, not, not seeing one or both of them there. You know whatever happens. Yeah. Um, we we were talking about safety last year in the off season. Um. And I think you were on board. Uh, we were looking at a, you know, a few different players uh, that could we could have possibly got. Um, obviously, we didn't go that way. Um, but maybe maybe this is the year uh, we go try to look for some uh, new safeties, some more depth there, or uh, you know, possibly someone who can who can start um, if Hyatt is truly out of here and um, you know whatever, whatever uh, however uh, next too. season works out with Poyer. Yeah. Um, you, you bringing up the safeties that reminded me that uh, Taylor Rapp is also a free agent, pending free right, agent. Yes, 
I think it'll be. They need to bring him back. Yeah. Um, we weren't sure he, when he got here, and then he just he ended up being a really good fit. Yeah, I thought he was a good fit. I, I wouldn't. It was a little underwhelming, I think, yeah. for me. There were some moments when I was like, okay, this is why they brought the guy. And then there was other moments like, why did we bring this guy on? Uh, but I, I do think that if he's plugged in there as a full-time guy, as the starter, yeah. the guy, yeah, um, I think that he he could he could do that. And then, you know, fill in the other spot with maybe a rookie. Maybe there's another free agent out there. Maybe DeMar Hamlin. I don't know. What do you what do you think about Demar Hamlin potentially being the starting safety next year? We got to see more from him. I mean, he's you didn't see enough of him this year, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I think he played like six snaps all year. I know. Uh, I, I I don't see him taking taking that big of a step. Um, maybe. Maybe we'll see this upcoming year, you know, him actually get back on his feet and get more snaps. Um, he, he should. He should if we don't um, add too much more depth to that position. But, I mean, is he is he really the guy? I, I don't know. Um, we, we've seen him make plays. We've seen him do well. But it's just it's just been a long time. So there's a – I think he's got to sort of reprove himself at this point. Yeah, and I think there was moments when he, you know, wasn't playing well too. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of comments regarding it. Uh, Roy says, in my opinion, Hamlin may not make the team. Um, I, I kind of agree with Roy actually on this. Yeah. I, I I almost feel like the safety room is going to be completely rebuilt, with the exception mm-hmm. of Rap. I, I think they bring him back, but um, you know, Casey's like saying, you know, give me Cam Lewis before Hamlin. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Hamlin was on the inactive every single week for the most part, um, and Lewis was not. Um, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's a position we need to bring some. I, I think there's we need big to draft shoes to fill. Is what it is. It is absolutely. I think it's a position we need to draft, but I'm also confident in um, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean in particular to get the right guys in there because mm-hmm. they brought in Micah Hyde as a free agent seven seasons ago when he was, you know, an okay safety at Green Bay, but he wasn't like a household name or anything. Same thing with Poirier brought those two guys in and they flourished. So I'm confident that they can do that with somebody else who that might be. I don't know. I haven't looked at all the free agents upcoming just yet. And it's kind of early anyways to look at it because a lot of them are going to resign before, right. um, you know, we get even into, uh, March, but Roy he brought his his three wide receiver, defensive tackle, and safety. I, okay, yeah, I I agree. I think that's the top. I would also throw linebacker in there, only because and not as a top early early draft pick, but we what we saw this year. I think we lose Dotson, um, Balen Specter. That's one of Casey's guys, but I'm sorry he can't stay healthy. Every time he's had an opportunity, he gets hurt. I think he does he good, play. and then he gets I hurt. Do. Yeah, I think he, I think he's pretty good, actually. I do. Uh, I think he could play in this league, but he just can't stay healthy, and that's a pretty important aspect of, of playing NFL. So I think for me, it's wide receiver in round one, 
I mean, the team might even go edge in round two or yeah. even flip-flop those. All right. I mean, because we yeah, look at their edge. Floyd kind of stepped yeah, in when we needed him, but with him being a question mark now. Yeah. I mean, free agent. We don't know what we're going to get Von Miller. Uh, Epines is in a contract year, so he's a pending free agent. And I've heard some people talk about they can let him go, that he's for what he might be valued on the open market, right. he's not worth that. Uh, he has shown up in flashes this year, but what Buffalo needs is a consistent every down pass rusher. Somebody like I, we're never going to find this guy, but somebody like a Bruce Smith, you know that <laughs> every <laughs> single day he was a problem. Every single game he was a problem. Uh, Floyd, I think I felt like he was that guy this year up until the last month or so, and then he kind of tailed off. He yeah. got up to double digit sacks pretty quick, and then I, he finished I think with twelve and a half. Yeah, it was it was like a I don't know, there was just like a spurt where he, yeah, he he was doing really well um and getting after it, but I <laughs> I don't know what the heck happened. Man, it just fell apart. I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It fell apart. Uh who are some of the other edge guys? Um who else am I missing? Drew. I know Epines is gone. Floyd may or may not. Well, that one's Lou. Uh, oh, Rousseau. Rousseau's the other one. Yeah. Russo, his contract like isn't up, right? Or is no, it? no. Right. Okay. His is not up, so he's he's a returning guy. As far as the guys that are that I know of are in the Kingsley contract, Jonathan, it's basically Miller and Rousseau. And there might be Kingsley Jonathan might be as well. I, I'm not sure about some of the practice squad guys. Right. But I just feel like they they need to. <laughs> excuse me. I think they do need to get some more talent there. Some some young guys to come in. Uh, I think the last couple of years, the Bills have been trying to use free agency to answer that need. Uh, and it hasn't been working, mostly because of injuries, <laughs> like, you know, Von Miller. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about – what would your reaction be if the Bills draft Edge in round one? If they drafted Edge? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd be pretty stoked because if they drafted Edge in the first round, they'd, they'd – It'd be for someone who's going to be a game changer, I'm pretty sure. And I can't – my goal was to watch more college football this year, and I didn't get around to that, so I can't tell you who that would be. But I feel like if they did make a move first round for for an edge rusher, yeah, it it would be a huge move. And it's No matter who our first-round pick is, you got to get excited about it. Um, But for whatever reason, if we did that, being it maybe not our biggest need, it it would be somebody who is – who would be huge and, and change that up for us. Yeah. I, my, I guess my, and I don't know the particular numbers on this. So I might just be full of crap here, but it feels like most edge rushers, if they're not a top 10, top 15 guy in the draft, then they're average. Then they're either one. Yeah. They're average or two. Yeah. It takes them two, three, four years to, to turn into, I mean, even Ed Oliver, he was a top 10 guy and we were right. like, okay, get rid of this guy. He's just not kind of cutting it. It took him four years, right? Or was or four? This is year four or five. Anyways, it took a while for him to get there. Right. Um, there is, I got to scroll through here and find him again. I just want to uh, say I'm a big fan of Epinesa too. I I'm, I'm sad if he leaves, <laughs> but I, I think he's got it. 
I just need more consistency out of him because yeah. we have not gotten that. He shows right. up in spurts. Right. And like I said, this team needs somebody they can count on that's a problem every single week. Yeah. Like the Chiefs have Chris Jones. You have to game plan for that guy. You have to be focused on him and know where he's at. Um, Aaron Donald, you know, guys like that that are a problem every down, every mm-hmm. week, and not just occasionally. Maybe Epinesa makes a play. Occasionally he's going to – like. And that's the thing with him. It feels like when he has that big, kind of like Gabe Davis, he disappears, has a big game, a couple turnovers, a sack. Or gets hurt. And then, <laughs> yeah, he I made that interception, got hurt, and we didn't see him yeah. for weeks. Yeah. It's like, ah. Uh, um, just when things are getting one, good. <laughs> there's one edge rusher from Alabama, Chris Braswell, that um, depending on where you look – some have him ranked really high, some not so much. I've even seen some mock drafts where he's going in like the third, fourth round. But he had 13 sacks last year um, with Alabama. Uh, I don't, and I think I think I think it was 10 QB hits, 30 30 QB pressures. Um, if something like that, maybe you go grab him later. But to me, oh man, I don't know. I go, I keep going back and forth with it all the time because. I want a top flight wide receiver. Yeah. And not just because they need it a number two, not because I don't think that Gabe Davis is the guy, but Stefan Diggs, maybe he is hitting that wall. But even if he's not, he's going to sooner than later. So we need to go ahead and start feeling the, the, the cupboards full yeah. of wide receiver talent. He's not going to um, be around as long as Josh is around. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there's another comment here. Uh, Roy, as far as the draft goes again this year, my stance is load up on offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. The defense doesn't have to be top five to be successful. I, I do agree with that. that <laughs> no matter I, what. And I, I'm, I'm more on board with that because of what I've seen from McDermott this year. Yeah. Um, years past with Leslie Frazier, that kind of that whole bend but don't break mantra. I was never really a big fan of that. I feel like this year with McDermott calling the shots, the defense was far more aggressive. Yes. Uh, he used whatever he had left on the roster to get it done. Um, and he made it work to the best of his ability, man. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, against the Chiefs, you know, it was too many, too many injuries. Yeah. Uh, Joe or Joseph here, it would be nice if I can't even pronounce Layatu Latu fell to the Bills. Um, I believe he's an edge, right? Yeah, I gotta look him up now. I, I, he's probably gonna go in the top. Well, I say top fifteen, but if you think about it, they're saying there could be as many as ten wide receivers going in this first round. Yeah, he's an end at UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. It's a cool story too. They did a piece on him actually on ESPN uh, or not ESPN, but well, maybe been whatever. Uh, where he was out of the game, came back, you know, kind of a comeback story with him. Yeah. Um, totally forgot where I was going with it. But at any rate. He had a neck injury. Yeah, I, Is that what happened? Am I reading that right? Yeah, and he almost didn't play again. Right, and he made a comeback. Yeah. That, yeah. Amazing. Okay, thank you, Joe, for reminding me. UCLA, not everyone's looking for edge this year. That was my point. I'm hearing as many as 10 wide receivers can go in the first round. There could be like five quarterbacks going in the first round. Uh, this this draft is loaded with wide receivers and quarterbacks. 
So, so yeah, I, it is actually maybe possible that some of these edge guys, some of the better ones could fall to 28 or get close two. to. Hmm. Roy wants to know, Daquan Jones, one and back. I do. Yes. I forget what Casey commented earlier, too, that he – I think he was on board, too, with that. Yeah. Yes, we do want uh, Daquan. I, I – it's hard because he's 32. So the it's not going to be there too much longer, I don't think, for him. But we're also in kind of a situation or position right now where we don't have a lot of other options uh, to fill that spot. And I think if they can get him on another one-year deal and then, you know, go from there, maybe draft an interior guy in the, here in this draft that can kind of sit and learn. Mm-hmm. The – uh the offseason is going to be interesting. Uh, I, at the moment, with Gabe leaving, it sounds like we might need wide receiver 1B or wide receiver 2 in the draft. I don't know that it's a done deal with Gabe Davis. The team right. wants him back. He has said he wants to be back. Now, granted, with the fans getting into his business during the game last week and that whole nonsense, maybe he doesn't want to come back now. <laughs> well, you, you're giving him uh, crap because you don't think he was playing good, but you're but you're doing it at I, a game that he's not even playing in? Like, yeah. <laughs> Make it yeah, make some sense. Some of the fans out there, man, they, they need to just stop. Um, but yeah, I want Jones back. Out there in Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair, though. Every fan base has them. I know. Right? It's not just Bill's Mafia. There's Chiefs fans out there that are like that. There's Jets fans and Vikings fans. Like, All you name over. the fan base, yeah. there's a jerk <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in that crowd. Guarantee you. There's no need for it. issue. Yeah, no need for it at all. <laughs> Um, but I do agree, whether we keep Gabe Davis or not, we need a new another wide receiver. Um, I would be fine if we even draft a couple of them, to be honest. Give me one in the first round and then grab another one in the fourth or fifth somewhere. Uh, because Puka Nakua, I think he was a fifth rounder. Khalil Shakir, our own guy, fifth rounder. Fifth or sixth. I'm fine with Gabe staying, ask, even if he's just for blocking. Yeah. I really well, love watching him blocking this year. That's like what stood out to me. <laughs> I'm like, think about him as a fourth or fifth option in the wide receiver room. Yeah. That's a pretty good option, right? Right. Yeah. Because you've got, he'd be in like Sherfield. Not necessarily. Spot. Yeah. Cause not necessarily this order, but Davis, I'm sorry, Diggs, Shakir, Kincaid, James Cook. Those are to me are the four that this offense should revolve around. Love you, Dawson Knox, but. It's it's time for Kincaid to be the guy full time and get, going on all the targets. Um, let's talk about Shakir for a second. Do you think he could be our number one? Number one? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I definitely feel like he could be better than a number three. He's definitely a solid slot option. Uh, he, he's got some serious talent. Um, I I don't know. I mean, Diggs is our number one. I, I picture a number one receiver having a lot, a lot more size than we have. I think Shakir's bigger than Diggs. Diggs is kind of smallish, honestly. Yeah, maybe it's just because the way he moves and and gets low to the ground. He just he seems like a smaller <laughs> guy, but he, man, is he quick and he's got some moves. Um, but man, I I mean, there's like no limits right now for Shakir because he, he's he's kind of gone. I mean, you've you've watched him for years, but I feel like he's definitely gone above expectations for people. 
Okay, they're pretty much identical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they're both in the 190 pound range. They're both around six foot. Um, he might be better at catching. I don't know. That's to be that's to be seen. I mean, he had the number one catch rate in the league amongst wide receivers. Yeah, with Shakir. I think you can put him in number that... two, and well, yeah, I, I don't know. We, we, you want Diggs to feel threatened for his job almost? <laughs> Start catching them balls? No, I don't know. God, well, it's killer. And I'm, I'm honestly, and I'm not saying that. Um, to replace Diggs as the number one, I'm just saying yeah. down the road. Right. Okay. Uh, because Diggs is our number one guy next year and probably the year after. Who knows? But um, I think here, here's the thing: Shakir. He takes Diggs off the team, the and he's he's up there in one of the top targets. Yeah, Shakir's been so good in the slot that I don't know that I want to move him from there. Right. Do I think he could play outside? I do because I've seen him yeah. do it. So I'm here to do it here at Boise State. Now I mean, it's a different. There. Yeah, it's a different world versus NFL, and, and I get that. But I mean, you look at guys like I mean, Tom Brady made a living out of throwing to his tight ends and his slot receivers. I mean, yeah. he won six Super Bowls doing that. Ah, uh, and I and I want to see more of that. I mean, the one game where we we came out, we threw it to secure five yards, and, and then we just rolled and scored. Um, I think it was the week before last, and and it's just. I want more of that five yard passes, drag routes, flats. Uh, I mean, we've seen some flat routes not, not work out so well, but, but more mid range and short passes. And I mean, only take these long shots when you really, really need to. I think you need to take those to keep the defense honest, right? You do. Yeah. But, but I understand what you're saying. Do it yeah. just enough to keep them honest. Yeah. Get those big plays because you do need the big plays in your offense. But, and that's the one thing that for me stuck out, stood out this year with Shakir, is the guy that I saw here at, at Boise State catching those short routes and then turning them into long plays or touchdowns. I saw that a lot here, and I knew he was capable of it. We didn't see it his rookie year. We saw a lot of that this year. Like he took a number of them, and even in the Chiefs game or. Um, yeah, it's Chiefs game with the touchdown. Uh, the week before that against Pittsburgh, he had that one where his knee basically was like <laughs> an inch off. Can't the even tell you how close it was to the grass, blades of grass. <laughs> but that's what I know he's capable of. But because he's been so good in the slot, I kind of want to keep him there yeah. and see if we can find another answer uh, for the outside opposite um, Stefan Diggs, and then. Mm-hmm. Gabe Davis can go back into the slot as well. I mean, hell, let's go with four wides and a running back. <laughs> but then what do you do with Kincaid, right? Uh, He's I, one I of the know. wides. Well, you but it, you, you'd already have Diggs. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Diggs. Well, it depends. If you're going to go draft another receiver, then you've got that guy. But anyways, um, the old <laughs> Detroit Lions run and shoot from back in the day, right? Yeah. Um, this is a good uh, – so first let's get to Roy's comment. Shakir can play inside and boundary. I don't think he's a true number one, but definitely a threat to the defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't think he's a true number one. I don't think he would, could be one of those elite guys. Right. Um, but he can definitely play inside or outside. <laughs> Derek Warren, need a Costco-sized box of defensive depth. It's funny <laughs> that he says this because mark my words, when we get to draft day – and Brandon Bean drafts 
we got 10 picks, counting the compensatory pick, which we don't know for sure where that's going to land, but 10 picks. I would not be shocked if six or seven of them are defensive players. And Bill's Mafia is going to lose their mind. Oh, yeah. here we go again. Brandon Bean drafting all these defensive guys. But on offense, you really only need, you know, a piece or two. And Derek's right. I mean, depth on defense. Oh, we've we've showed how we've used the depth this year. We have to keep that depth. Yeah. Um, the offense, and that's a, and, I'll, and let me talk about this really quick because we are running out of time since you brought up the offense. One of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing next year, and there's no, it's not official yet that Joe Brady is the OC, but I'm pretty sure it's probably what's going to happen. I want to see him next year in year two, because if you think about what he did this year, he basically took over Ken Dorsey's offense. He was calling Ken Dorsey's offense. Yeah. Different plays, but it was still Dorsey's offense. Now he gets a full off season with all of these weapons the Bills have on offense. And and Josh Allen, of course, and they're probably going to add one or two more weapons, I think, through the draft and probably some through the free agency. But I want to see what he does with his offense, yeah. what he does to turn it into his group, his team, his offense, and see what that looks like. Do you do you think like uh, part of that transition, you know, led to us seeing? I don't know the 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 lack of digs here and there. Do you think like they're they're looking for a different way to utilize them or they're I, I, I don't know how to quite say it. Well I think I know where you're going. Um some I saw somebody on Twitter today make a comment similar to what you're saying there is basically that they don't want Joe Brady as the OC because he doesn't know how to utilize Stefan Diggs and or they're and just trying to open. click and get in that groove. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. just a but switch here's... up, it's something different, you know. Maybe we're just thrown off by the like a lot of things worked, but maybe that kind of suffered a little bit um, with the change. I think there's I some of that, but I, I kind of go back to the, the stats and what I saw on, on game day is a screen pass to Stefan Diggs that he drops. Yeah. Um, the deep ball and again, the Chiefs game that he drops. He led the team in drops. Now I get it. He's got more targets than anybody else. So, right. But you're a top five guy. You're supposed to be a lead guy. The guy. You that... should not. You should not lead your team in drops. But for that reason, I and he was like I said, he was still getting his ten close to ten targets a game. So I, I don't know yeah. if it's as much as Brady's offense and play calling kind of disjointing the whole chemistry between the two or what. I, right. But, um there's one other thing before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Roy Collins brings up a good point. I wouldn't be surprised if those 10 picks hey, turn into seven. I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to actually do a um, kind of a breakdown of the, the point system for the draft picks and see how many picks it would take to and how far up in round one we could get if we packaged up maybe three of those draft picks. Uh, I don't think we can move very far because <laughs> those points values drop quick with the each each pick. Yeah. What would you do, Mike, if if you got ten draft picks? Would you would you be open to? I don't know. Um, who's it? Give me a name that's under contract still. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Diggs. <laughs> no, probably not. Him. Well, no, no, no. So somebody that you would be open to trading. 
a package uh, a player with a couple of draft picks to move up. Um, because uh, last year we talked about this kind of scenario. That's tough on the spot. I don't know who to trade right away. I know. I know. <laughs> we talked about it last year, right? With Carl Bernard. Epinesa. I, I could trade him. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're just thinking of guys under contract still, and I'm like thinking – I'm thinking about the guys I'm thankful that are still under contract. <laughs> it's yeah. tough to pick a, pick a guy to trade right now. Uh, it is. It is. We had some guys last year that we thought maybe were, but now they're free agents. And that's yeah. one reason why we thought about them as maybe trade bait a year ago because they were still under a contract. But now, yeah, 21 free agents. Um, it's going to be a fun offseason. What, what are you kind of looking forward to the most uh, this this summer? Uh, just hanging out every Thursday, like we have for the past <laughs> year. <laughs> that and every Thursday night. I, I don't know. I, I'm ex- I'm excited because I'm, I kind of I kind of jump. We kind of jumped on board midway last off season, or I, I don't know when. And uh, you know, this is my first full year uh, covering the Bills, I guess. So I'm just excited about the fact that I, I'm just more in tune with what's going on as a fan, and and yeah. Uh, I, I'll just, it'll keep me going through the off season. I, I know, you know there's more things to, to look into more things to pay attention to. Um, I'm following a lot more pages that cover the bills too. So I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to a, to a lot more and, and guys resting. I'm looking forward to guys getting healthy this off season. Health. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> Let me touch so, base really quick here on what Casey said as far as the draft thought. Elam, this year's first and a third. Yes. Because we have two, and next year's second to move up. But I like Elam, so I couldn't say him. <laughs> I like Elam too. I think I I think we're gonna see a different player next year with him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe if they really, really, really want to go up in the first round and, and grab somebody, then they could certainly do it. Roy Collins says, I think Bean's first trade will happen in the third round moving up in a, in a trade up. Um, we're going to go on and get out of here. If you're listening right now, please hit the like and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, check us out, of course, Buffalo Rumblings uh, Podcast Network. You can find us on any podcast platform that you listen. And check out the other shows with Buffalo Rumblings. There's a lot of great shows throughout the week. And, um, yeah, on behalf of Mafia Cast, Game On Brought Sports with John. Yeah. Don't forget to, to check his stores out. <laughs> check his stores out. Uh, we're going to get on out of here. Go Bills. Go Bills. Tell your friends. Tell your friends.